This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 78, Catch Up. In this episode, I am going to spend some time getting you caught up on my everyday life and caught up on my crafty life. I know it's been a horribly, horribly long time since last I recorded, so I've got quite a bit to talk about so I can set a new baseline before I get back on a regular recording schedule. I know, like, where have I been? It has been a really, really, really long, about six months or so, and completely warranted once you uh, hear about everything I've been up to. So, really, that's all I've got for my intro. I've got some crafty business, some life business, and quite a few adventures to talk about in this episode. So, well, I guess it's time to get this podcast started. Alrighty, so I am going to kick this episode off by spinning you a little tale about, well, what I've been doing for the last six months or so. I've been very, very busy. I've got minimal crafty stuff done, but I feel super duper accomplished about everything that's happened since last time I recorded. Okay, so I haven't been behind the microphone, I think, since October of 2013. And it is currently, oh my gosh, what month is it? It is May. It is May of 2014. In my last episode, what I talked about was the minimal crafting I've been doing and all of the steps I've been taking toward uh, finishing my thesis in my grad school program. In the last episode, I did a shout out to everybody and asked folks to participate in a survey that would support the original research I was conducting for my thesis. And it was like super duper successful. I had almost 600 folks respond completely to the survey, which was awesome. And like I recorded, I was like, hey, let's just do this little episode. And then I'll record another couple weeks and then it'll be awesome and everything will be fantastic. And, and then I remembered how much work it would take to actually get the thesis done. My goodness, I thought it was going to be so easy. Like, launch the survey, analyze my results, you know, and write a few things, and then I would be done. I did launch the survey successfully, and then when it, like, and it ran for 30 days, and then by the time it was all said and done, I got my results and had all this data, and I'm looking at it, realizing that none of my coursework actually prepared me for the data analysis that was going to have to take place for me to complete my thesis. So I literally spent like six weeks teaching myself how to do all the statistics that I would need to analyze my results. And let me tell you, that that was not a treat. That was not fun. It was not a joy. I absolutely 100% hated it. And I guess because I was teaching myself, I wasn't super confident in my abilities. So I think it took a lot longer than it would have had I just been, you know, like executing, say, you know, like a refresher. I was teaching myself stuff that I had never, ever had contact with before. So it was kind of not awesome. 
But so after like six weeks, I was like well into Christmas break by the time I actually got the materials, like all my data analyzed and could start looking at the results and seeing what they meant. And that totally freaking sucked. It took forever. And then of course it was write a draft, have a copy editor edit the draft, uh, make the changes, then send it to my thesis chair, then make her changes, send it to the committee. And it was just like a whirlwind of all these steps I had to take to get ready to defend my thesis. My goodness, was that a unique and almost terrifying experience for me. Like, I just had this horrible thought in my head that I was going to get as far as defending my thesis and then, like, fail and then it, you know, not work out, which would have sucked so bad because of all the work that goes into something like that. And I am sure that every other graduate student in the world feels exactly the same way. So it was awful. It was torturous and terrifying and horrible and I didn't like it, but I completed it. Say in the middle of last month, I took like this whirlwind trip, flew to Columbia, Missouri, where I would actually sit in front of a panel of four people I had never met before and defend my work. And it actually went really, really smoothly. It was so cool. I successfully defended, defended my thesis in the middle of April, and that makes me feel so awesome. I had to make a couple changes, add some information that they felt was missing, finalize all my work, and then it was done. I completed my thesis. They signed all the required documents that would say that I did the work and that it was, you know, worthy of being complete and met the, all the requirements for my master's degree, which was awesome. And then a big, huge bonus. The committee suggested that I try to publish my thesis. And I'm like, holy crap, that is a step I still have not taken. I'm not actually sure how to go about it because, you know, I'm a graduate student. I have no idea how to publish original work. So we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. I'm going to have to get my advisor's help with that because, you know, she's the professional. She's the expert. She knows how all this stuff goes. And, like, as, as the semester is winding down, I should be able to get a little bit more of her attention. And we might be able to actually get that going. So I have a master's degree in journalism with a concentration in mass media management from the University of Missouri in Columbia. And I feel awesome. So that, like was the big, big thing that kept me away from my recording, my crafting, times from my family, but it's done and I feel so accomplished. During all of that, I actually managed to, well, that's, that's all I've got really on the school stuff. But during all of that, I actually managed to train for a half marathon and I ran that like two weeks ago in DC on the Capitol Mall, which was so cool. So I think I mentioned it in October that Bird had convinced me to train for and run a half marathon. It's a pretty big half marathon. I think there were like 15,000 women running this thing. Well, mostly women. It was the Nike Women's Half Marathon in D.C. in April 2014. And like to sign up, you have to go into a lotto because so many people sign up for these things. We signed up for, as a team. It was myself, Bird, one of our friends, and then one of her friends, and I can't believe I finished a half marathon. It took me forever. I won't mention the time. Like, I wasn't, you know, in the last wave of people to finish, but I probably could have been faster, but I really, my goal was just to finish. The weather was perfect. Uh, my playlist was pretty awesome until I got to, like, the last two miles, and the scenery was perfect, 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 perfect. So I've been kind of a busy gal in the last few months. Gosh, like six months, huh? In the last six months. And... I am sorry it took me away, but I am really so super happy that I actually got all of that stuff done. So really, 
we're all caught up in my life now. That's kind of what's been keeping me away, and I'm back. All right, so now it is on to spinning my wheels. Um, yeah, since October, I believe I've managed to accomplish next to nothing because I had no time. And even when I wasn't working on my thesis or running to train for the half marathon, I like really just wanted to veg out. I didn't want to think about anything. I got like no crafting accomplished. I think I've managed to knit a whopping six inches on the front of the boy's sweater. It's a cable sweater, so I can't just like knit it mindlessly. So I haven't, uh, haven't really done much on that. Uh, in addition to that, I still am sadly working on that one pair of socks I had going that had been languishing in my works in progress since like 2010, I think. Yeah. So making no progress there. I've sewn nothing and I have, I tried, I really tried hard to spend about 15 minutes a day working on the dreaded fleece. That worked out for like the first couple weeks after the last episode I recorded, but then I mean, I rarely had the time to sit down and do that or, you know, the desire. So I kind of like lost my mojo, if that makes sense, during that time frame. And I wasn't sure if I was actually going to be able to get it back. But thankfully, I did. So here's how that went about. I finished my thesis and like turned in all the paperwork and did all the stuff and finished every single requirement that I had for my graduate program. And then... The weekend after that, I ran the half marathon. And then the first week in May, May, like April was a very, very, very colossal month for me. I did a lot of finishing in terms of my personal life. And I celebrated primarily by spending the entire weekend, the first weekend in May, at Maryland Sheep and Wool. So this is kind of marking the fourth anniversary of when I started this podcast. I started the podcast in April of 2010. And that was kind of sparked by the first time that I went to Maryland Sheep and Wool. I was living in St. Louis at the time. And one of my buddies from my Nick group had decided to go and invited a handful of us to go with her. So we did. Like we made a pilgrimage to Maryland Sheep and Wool from St. Louis. And during April of that year, I kicked off the podcast. And then I went to Maryland Sheep and Wool and, you know, I did quite a bit with the recording of the podcast and, and had all this momentum and all this motivation, and I lost that until I went to Maryland Sheep and Wool this year. It really, really, really got me back on my crafting kick and sparked my mojo again, which is so awesome. I'm so glad. Like, I've done something every day since Maryland Sheep and Wool. And, well, it's only been a week. I did a little bit leading up to that like building my shopping list of what I wanted to get while I was there and all the things I wanted to see. I spent the entire weekend there with my friend Tanya. She, she's got it worse than I do when it comes to the crafting bugs. She's so hilarious. We both took our kids. Uh, she's got two and I have two and they're about the same age. So the 16 year old girls were able to entertain themselves and her son and itty bitty get along marvelously. So they had a blast. It was a super long day, but the kids maintain their inner were like we're entertained the whole time so that was so nice and then we went back the second day just Tanya and I like for a quieter stroll through the event which is so nice the second day is wonderful like the first day there were booths like Miss Babs 
who were lined up outside the door for people to get in to look at them. Jenny the Potter was there. She also had a huge, huge following of people that were like just itching to get into her booth. So we didn't get anywhere near those the first day because we're not crazy. <laughs> and we know that those vendors like keep things back for the second day, which is awesome, you know, because I think they pay for the booth for two days. So they save product so that, you know, knowing that there's going to be customers and folks there to see them the second day. So that was pretty cool. Super quiet. We totally won Maryland Sheep and Wool. I ended up with two beautiful fleeces. I do not have the information in front of me, but as you know, we progress, I will, you know, dig into my stash and share with you what I'm working on. Right now, I'm actually sitting behind my new electric spinner that I got at Maryland Sheep and Wool. The boy purchased this for me uh, as a graduation present, kind of half graduation, half Mother's Day, and it makes me so happy. It's so beautiful. The wood makes me happy. The product makes me happy. And it really is just like such a joy to work with. So I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying that. All right. One, I finished one other thing in the last six months. And it wasn't like the most cheerful thing. There were actually tears while I was knitting it. Um, my mentor in the Air Force was diagnosed with, I believe it's stage three cancer, brain cancer. And we really discovered it in a horribly unfortunate way. She was at work. She'd had headaches for a couple of weeks, and she wasn't doing so well. She decided to come into work, even though she was feeling under the weather. And before we even hit lunchtime, she was having difficulty communicating and finding words and was completely 100% not herself. And thankfully, like she totally outranks me, but thankfully her peers convinced her to go to the emergency room based on her symptoms and her behavior. They did an on-the-spot MRI and found a gigantic tumor in her brain, which was a huge unexpected blow, I think, from all of us, for all of us, her especially. But they ended up doing emergency surgery, like within 12 hours of her going to the ER, and they removed a tumor the size of a small orange from her brain. And feeling helpless and knowing that she totally admires my craftiness and my knitting ability, I made her an emergency Mara shawl. I dug into some deep stash and found something wonderfully luxurious and knit her a Mara so that while she's going through chemo and stuff, she's got hugs with her all the time. I mean, as, as a knitter and onlooker, I, I really felt helpless in the whole situation. I knew there was nothing I could do to help her really, except for show her that I care. And, you know, thousands of stitches knit with love really for her, actually, knowing that I've never, ever made her anything before, I think did a lot for her morale. She's still doing well, actually. So this was this was like nine days before Christmas. She got diagnosed and had the surgery and had it all out. So the holiday seasons were kind of sad for us around work. And I went to visit her probably less than 72 hours after surgery. And she, you know, looked like a train wreck. But you could see in her eyes that, you know, there wasn't like a whole lot of of brain damage or anything like that caused by the tumor. They, I believe, were able to get it off. She just completed her third round of chemo, and they're about to, like, intensify her therapy, her chemotherapy. So she's doing awesome. Like, she's gotten to the point where she can come to work, like, three or four days a week for part day. And, well, at this stage of the game, since someone else has been acting in her stead, she doesn't get a whole lot accomplished, but she comes in, and I think it's really, really good for her mental... Um, 
Well, it's really, really good for her attitude and I think her healing process to be able to do that and come see people and not be stuck in her house and everything. She's getting around well. Her hair's growing back. She looks great. She sounds great. And we are all happy to see her on a relatively regular basis back in the office doing well. So that really was the only thing I managed to finish during the last six months. And it was only because I felt I had no choice <laughs> because we love her. So really, this time in spinning my wheels. This is more about talking about what's in my queue and where my current mental mojo is taking me. I, what do I have planned? I've got to finish those socks. I'm going to work on the dreaded fleece. I'd like to finish the dreaded fleece spinning. I don't know if I get spinning and flying done during this calendar year, but I'd like to do that. Um, I am also like building my queue on Ravelry of all the things that I want to knit. I plan to cast on in the very near future a very simple pair of socks that I can take with me when I'm out and about because I've noticed that even though I wasn't doing it before, I really would like to have a bag that I can just grab and go and knit anywhere, you know, something that doesn't require too much mental uh, gymnastics to accomplish, you know, just some straight knitting, simple pattern. That would make me very, very, very happy to have something like that because the socks and the sweater, neither of those, I can't talk to people and work on those at the same time because uh, I'd totally screw it up and it would require a lot of ripping back and I'm not in the mood for that. I'm almost done with the socks, the way, way old Rock and Sock Club socks that I have going. And I'll tell you all about those as I keep them progressing. Um, I'm super motivated to spin and process some fleece that I have lingering up in the guest room closet, which is where they've been stored. It is spring clean time around here. Spring is almost gone, so I need to get on it. There are areas of my house that have been neglected over the past six months, so I need to, yeah, like the craft room, it's become like a pile area, just a collect-all area, and I need to get that cleaned up so that I can work in it. And for now, that is all I've got going on in spinning my wheels. So I've got a lot to work on and a lot to plan, and I will keep you posted on all of that as it progresses. Alrighty, folks, it looks like we have come to the end of another episode of Spin Control. I am sorry it took me so long to get back to it. The last couple years really have been crazy for me, but I think I am back in my right mind and can get back in the mood and motivated to share my crafting and everyday life with you on a relatively regular basis. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I think probably a lot of my listener base has disappeared, assuming that I have pod faded, but I have not. So tell your friends. Just kidding. You don't have to tell anybody. Uh, they'll find me. Thank you all to all those regular listeners who are going to be excited to hear or see an episode pop up in their queue. And until next time, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, if you feel the need to get in contact with me, you can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl or follow me on Twitter as a joyful girl maid. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. Bye.